Hello, 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 hello. This is your girl, Telly, here on the mic with the Let's Chit Chat show. And my special guest today is Flair Lindsay. Ray, Ray. Oh, wait, let me, let me tag Flair real quick. Oh, wait. Oh, there we go. There we go, Flair. Yes, Flair, Flair, Flair. I am so happy and honored, honey, to have you as a guest today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Because yeah, you are, you are a phenomenal woman. Like you are an inspiration to us black women out here. I do. I do. I admire you a lot. I love intelligent women. Like I stalk y'all. Like I, I watch, I be sometimes I be a little slow. Sometimes we try and catch you. Look, I be watching y'all. I like being around intelligent women because it helps me. It teaches me. It inspires me. You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh, she's just doing her thing. Look at her. Oh, thank I do. I be stalking you girl. You be looking at my Jersey girl. Hey, so Okay, so let's talk first. Let the people know about like where you're from. When did you come to the DC area? Let's start with that first. Okay, all right, no problem. So I'm from New Jersey. I'm going to go ahead and specify South Jersey mm-hmm. because there's definitely a distinct difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a town that's kind of in between Philadelphia and Atlantic City. And I came to the area for college. I came to Howard University. Woo, woo, HU in the building. 30 years ago. You look good, girl. You look, you you look good. Thank you so much. So 30 years ago, I came here as a freshman, um, got into a long running career and just never left. Started a family and this is, this is home now. So of course my dad is New Jersey and other family members and friends, but. So you have no, you have no family here. I have two first cousins. Oh, okay. You got some cousins. First cousin that's retired Navy, another first cousin that's a lawyer. And so they are here in the area. Okay. So when you finished um, Howard University, I ain't gonna say college girl. Just, you know, I did not finish at Howard. Oh, okay. I started. I tried. I tried, Lord. I tried. You tried. I finished at uh, UDC. Oh, okay. 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 So that's that's what's up. That I mean, that's still good school, girl. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. Um, I met a lot of people, you know, during both uh, education experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that was a great experience. And the era when you were going to Howard was the popping era. It was popping and it was good and bad. So you had, you know, rap music was really doing well. Um, a lot of the hip hop artists frequented the campus. You know, they were like, basically became a lot of people's friends. Oh my God, you um, was taking pictures like crazy, like, what? Because they were just there all the time. They come and visit their friends and everything. Okay. Um, but there was also the crack epidemic. Yeah. So I say good. So and that's the that was the era of the snow blowing. Everything was happening. They were that was the fire stuff and the, the snow blowing. So here I am from a rural town in South Jersey. Mm-hmm. Dropped off in DC with a U-Haul in the middle <laughs> of the ghetto. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Yeah. Okay? And so it was a little bit traumatic at the same time. So going to school was great, the music was great, the clubs were great entertainment part learning was great but then on the flip side you had a whole crack epidemic that was happening so it wasn't anything for someone to be shot for the building mm-hmm. or in the alley 
know, and he was getting scared. Women and men, you know, that were going to junkies that were going to school got caught up too. Oh, they were dating people that you know may have been in that lifestyle, or um, whether they got in that lifestyle themselves, because a lot of people were financing their college education. Yeah. And so you know, folks were looking for other avenues of, of making money. So there was some trauma. So, mm -hmm. so college experience was great, but there's trauma sprinkled in it, definitely, because of what was going on in the city at the time. Yeah, it was. Most inner cities. Yeah, and it's still going on. And it's still going on. It's, I just don't think it is as big as it was back then. So, so it is, but it's just not talked about. Right okay. now we have a prescription opioid epidemic. Yes, and you're so, right. You're very right about so that. Kind of shifted a bit, but we still have addictions. Yeah, you you're right, especially in the black communities. We still have and we still have um, consequences that our consequences are worse than a lot of our fears. Mm -hmm. That is because of lack of resources, discrimination in healthcare, socioeconomic differences. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of things that definitely impact our trajectory once someone of color becomes an addict. So it, it unfortunately is still in our communities, you know, yeah, no, maybe not as visible mm -hmm. as before, or maybe there's not like um, some pro high profile drug that's out there that everyone's talking about, but it's still there. And in our communities, we're dealing with the consequences of addiction for many decades. Oh yeah. So a lot of parents have been taken away from children, you know, a lot of moms, a lot of dads incarcerated. So there's just a lot of things that have happened where as even if, let's just say, I don't have any data right now, but let's just say the number of people of color that are addicted have is reduced. Let's just say that hypothetically. There's still people that are dealing with relatives in prison. Yeah. You know, um, and, and that, they're released, that they're releasing now right. that they've already served 20 years time right. for prior. And just because they passed a new law, the newcomers coming in only have to do six months and they get put out right. because the jails are over. So overcrowded. there's a lot of people that were still caught up in disparate sentencing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them now are just getting free. Mm -hmm. And so now they have to be reintroduced to society, join families, those that families that haven't died off that are still left. Mm -hmm. Um, be a product, you know, be able to be productive in society and get a job. Mm -hmm. So they're in their face with that type of discrimination. So unfortunately, when, when something impacts the commu community of color, the consequences are very long running. It is. It's yeah. true. And so I know people from my era that are just now getting released. Oh, or like within the last five to 10 years. That's sad. Yeah. And, and people that are just coming in are just going in for a little while and coming. Right. Out. And so, but I'm, I'm happy that sentencing laws are changing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do wish that I'm just sorry. So many of our people have been incarcerated and Victims. in the system and, um, just given pretty much unfair sentences. Yeah. They didn't get yeah. a fair trial mm -hmm. DNA testing. So a lot, a, yeah, a lot has happened. A, a so yeah, I didn't mean to take it to that place. No, you, but no, 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 go, go there, go there. That's yeah. I want you to go there. No, cause yeah. it's true. So but I just want to bring you're, you're woke. Yeah. I'm, I'm woke. And I just want to bring the fact that, you know, moving to DC, going to Howard university, going to UDC, it presented two sides. It presented a great side and it, presented a not so great side do you, you know? do you feel like you got more support from your peers back home or more here in a town that you knew no one strangers 
So I have very supportive family, um, very supportive friendships, and I want to say that my support at home and here has been equal. Okay. I've met, um, I've made bonds here and friendships here that have kind of lasted all this time that have, have helped me with my career, helped me with all aspects of everything. So, you know, of course, my greatest support is my mom and dad. That's New Jersey. Of course. God rest of my mother. So, but yeah, definitely strongest support is New Jersey, but I have lots of um, support in this area too. I mean, I've been here longer now in this area than I, I was in New Jersey. Mm, you know, I know. I, I would say so. <laughs> I yeah, still claim it. I, I still claim New Jersey. I'm sorry. No, you do. I do. I've been seeing you, girl. I've been seeing you. I still be claiming New York. People be looking at me like, what? I left many, many years ago. I right. left New York and went to Jersey. Mm -hmm. Jersey came here. So yeah, it's it, it is definitely nice. So tell us about Flair Lindsay. Flair Lindsay has a career. I do. Right. Let's so, let's let's talk about the career real quick. So publicity or um, career, your real job. Okay. Your well, so, they're both your real right. jobs. So but both your, my real your jobs. Day job. So I work for a public health agency. Okay. And um Pretty much over the years, my efforts have been related to um, research training mm -hmm. as far as drug abuse and addiction research goes. Oh, so I've nice. been working with programs that, you know, um, supported drug abuse and addiction research training. So, so are you involved in any charities? No, um, not not right now. Not right not now. Right now. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other flip side of Flair Lindsay is you're a publicist, right? A PR yeah, so um, I'm a publicist and I do public relations and publicity work, um, mostly in the entertainment sector for artists, for DJs, for promoters, um, predominantly Caribbean, you know, over Perfect. the years. I do have um, an R&B artist that I work with and some others, but but mostly Caribbean based. And, and how long have we been doing this, the PR work? So I have to take it back um, take to say swing. that, okay, so to say that in about, when I was in school, I started off as a Spanish major. Mm -hmm. Then I changed over to mass media with an emphasis in journalism. Okay. So I have a love of writing. Okay. I started writing for a local magazine and they gave me, they, I loved reggae and dance hall so much. They gave me the whole section. They were like, take it away, do what you want to do. So I started writing articles and doing interviews with people. And that pretty much is what um, led to publicity. I didn't just naturally go the route of publicity and PR. I kind of was led that way um, because I had did some articles with people um, back then that liked them. Mm -hmm. And that asked me, can, I, can you write a bio for me? Can you put together a press kit? Oh, so you, you know, do you do EPKs as well? I do, I do, and so those are the things that kind of started the the whole spear—not spear, but the whole uh, travels into publicity and PR. Just the the writing piece, the journalism piece was very, very big, and so that was like '94. Okay, yeah. okay, so we're going back to '94. So, so we're going back 25 years. Yeah. So, at some form and fashion, you know, I've had my hands in reggae and dance hall entertainment in some form and fashion um for 25 years actually and you yeah. you have been behind the scenes with irish and chin for a long time 15 years yeah and 15 you're, years. you're their pr yep I, I handle their publicity and um it's been a great journey great experience I know, you know I we've kind of grown up together um still just making sure that their brand has visibility um, that the public understands their brand, appreciates their brand, comes out mm -hmm. um, to support it, making sure that there is a media presence. Things have really changed since I first started. 
you know, doing that type of work because the there was no, for the better, <laughs> there was no social media. Yeah, I know. So my efforts were brick and mortar. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, very much, you know, okay. I would create press releases. And even though we had email, that was, that was good. We still had email, but it was like a lot of print publications, a lot of magazines. So a lot of the, the, it was visual the outcome of my earlier work mm -hmm. was in print. So the magazines and newspapers and things of that nature. So things have just changed a little bit because that still happens, but a lot of things are online now. Mm -hmm. So, and very much tied in with social media. So it's like sometimes as technologies change in an industry, you have to learn how to change with it. So in addition to handling traditional media, I started handling the social media too, because naturally now there, there's this new route for people to expose their brands, mm -hmm. expose their events. Yep. I had to get involved, you of know? Course. And so that became just an extension or a major part now of making sure that the company stays, you know, visible. So that, how do you like, you like it better as it is now, or do you like it more manual? So I think that there's a lot of ease now. I appreciate it, but I do feel that it yields a lot of microwave style work. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's a lot of people that didn't really put in that legwork. That leg Just work. like when it comes to DJs, there's a lot of DJs that didn't carry records and now they get, um, all this a laptop yeah. and they download, you know, they get a file of music from someone and I'm not going to discredit them for their skill. Mm -hmm. However, that skill was not honed like someone that carried records and someone that studied vinyl and studied that type part of the craft. So I think that um, it, their homework. it is better, mm -hmm. but you have a lot of folks that don't understand the labor and the intensity that goes into certain industries. And so sometimes when you have conversations with people, I have to always mind the generational gap. Um, I have a 12 year old son. So I'm always just trying to also try to be timely, mm -hmm. but I also like to present perspectives from my era or former era as well, because sometimes people, when they talk, think they know everything mm -hmm. and you're like, no, that's not quite the root of it. Yeah. Or that's, that's not how... quite where that rhythm came from. Let me tell you who did that first. Yeah. This is something that came from, you know, they have you, have to, you have to put them on. They're looking at yeah, you. Yeah. Like, and so I just, I, cause I, I think it's very important to understand the past mm -hmm. that will help you move forward better. Mm-hmm. You want to know be, the foundation. You, you want to be a master of your craft. Mm -hmm. And in order to be a master of your craft, you really have to thoroughly understand it. Mm -hmm. um, that's how you can really flourish and do well. Mm -hmm. And so, again, this is no disrespect to the newer people, but they just don't understand the legwork. No, yeah. yeah no, they don't understand the brick and mortar. You're chit-chatting, honey. This yep. is a, nobody, look, tell the truth. Yeah, it, it's the truth. So, so now is that. better. Now is better. Mm-hmm. But I miss, you know, some of the, the older ways of, of doing things. The, you know? the passion. Yeah, the passion. Some and the people fact do it that for hype. Now anything can become news. Mm -hmm. You know, before when a, a media outlet ran a story, it was really a, a good story, a good entertainment story, a good lifestyle story. And now it's like everything has become like the National Enquirer. Everything is also very quick. Mm -hmm. Everything is... Um, gossip base mm -hmm. sensationalism is is very big mm -hmm. and so those are the things that i kind of miss now it's like news is reaching us 24 7. Mm -hmm. and so when you you're inundated with news it's hard to kind of pick out what to stick to you know 
what to hold on to. Mm -hmm. So now it gets a little bit trickier when you're trying to make sure that your clients or people have, that they're publicized because now you're fighting with a thousand other things that got presented to these people in one day. Yep. So what's going to make your you thing memorable? Mm -hmm. So now one of the things that I really try to do is try to really put my thinking cap on and come up with ways that make these things memorable. If, if I'm publicizing an event, I want to put stuff out there in a universe that will make people really want to come to this event mm -hmm. and really, really make it an enjoyable and memorable experience and make it stand out from other things. Because that's the only way now that you stick with people mm -hmm. because you have, for instance, a thousand flyers that come out, a mm -hmm. hundred articles, 200, 300, however many articles and people are inundated. So it's still about now. Well, now it's about really going above and beyond and making sure that whatever you're doing stands out. This is true. Yeah. So you also, like you are a woman of many hats. Mm -hmm. You also are a manager for, for a couple of artists. Yeah, so so right now I am um, a manager for one artist and quasi manager for his roster on his label. Okay. So that's, that's kind of how it is. Um, and that, that's Sean Ice. Mm-hmm. And his label and entertainment group is Third is Entertainment. Mm -hmm. um, it's a nice cohort of dancehall talent. They were recently here at the station. Mm -hmm. um, I saw them. They're, they're great. Mm -hmm. you know? um, so Ink Surgeon was here. He has that raw in your face. The ladies like him. You know, mm -hmm. that type vibe. Demigod is really um, great with words expressions mm -hmm. and he he brings in like a uh, little sound effects like a lot of the earlier dancehall artists used to do mm -hmm. um kinds of remi kind of remind you of, like Ika mouse and just some of those people from you know a long time ago mm -hmm. um rendeva is another artist that's under that camp and of course sean ice mm -hmm. and so Very i started talented. as uh, a publicist for double d mm -hmm. and for sean ice and just kind of transitioned into management um it's not something that i was seeking Mm -hmm. But it transitioned and it was just, a, you know, a natural flow to, okay. to handle both management and publicity. And, and so that's the piece of me that really tries to stay relevant with the music, what's happening, because managing an artist, you want to make sure that, you know, they have, they are on the cutting edge and have opportunities available and are putting out music that people like. But that's a fight, too. I bet. Making music stand out. And so we have constant struggle, not being him personally, but just what, what's going to make this song stand out? What's different What's going to make this song a keeper? Mm -hmm. And so I am very much involved in his management, but I don't have a whole lot of input on the particular music that's coming out, even though now I'm starting to be, you know, a little bit more vocal about it. But I think that um, that's something that's really important, you know, for that role is just making sure that music comes out that people will remember because now we're up against everybody else. Mm -hmm. We're up against technology. We're up against music being put out rapidly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes an artist just needs that big break mm -hmm. or that, that just that right platform song. and yep. that one song, one song can, make can change someone's life. Yep. Just you one. Know? And, and so, yes, it can be, it can change your life. Mm -hmm. And so we're working on that. Sean has a great catalog. Oh, um, and, I, and, yeah. and there are some songs in his catalog that are my babies and that I still believe in investing in. Even if the song was recorded in November of 2018, mm -hmm. there's certain music that I believe in mm -hmm. and I'm really getting behind, you know, that I still push because I'm like, 
this song is a crossover song. That I always this, say that. Like, yeah. there's a this this there's a particular song I have in mind. I'm like, this song is gonna cross over into other markets, but we have to have faith in it. Yeah. And we have to push it hard. So it's fine that we're putting out this other music. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And it, it's clicking. But we also have to really cultivate those songs that have crossover and mass appeal potential. This is true. This is true. And that's what's very important. And so it's also important for the artists and the management to be on the same Same wavelength. Yep, it is. Very important. And so I'm looking at songs that can make it into all markets. Exactly. That can have a hardcore dance hall following, have international, have Afrobeats, have all these people behind it. And so one of the things that, you know, I think uh, Sean was already in a great place as an artist. Mm -hmm. Double D is someone that managed him and did an excellent job. And that's because she's an artist herself. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I started managing Sean, there wasn't a whole lot of work to do with honing him as Mm -hmm. a talent. Um, There were just some, you know, things that that needed to get worked out a little bit. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I've really kind of invested in are collaborations. Mm Mm-hmm. You like those? those I like the collaborations. I like the collaborations when they're with artists from another genre, because what that does is it bridges a gap. It brings together dancehall and Afrobeats, which are related, mm-hmm. by the way, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into that whole big dispute. Yeah, I won't one either. spawns from another, and yep. all of them are African. As one of my Facebook friends pointed out, like, hey, all the music's African, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, he did like a hip hop collaboration mm-hmm. that. He was on the the song played on Sway in the Morning, mm-hmm. you know, and it did mm-hmm. really good. So at the end of the day, I just try to look at opportunities that will expand mm-hmm. the audience. So you maintain that core, but also what are some opportunities? What are some song opportunities, collab opportunities that will expand? So we are a work in progress. He is a great artist, mm-hmm. and I stand behind him, as he says, 150%. Mm-hmm. He, is a, he is a great talent. He yes, is. and so I definitely foresee... Um, or I know there'll be some big things, you know, in the future. It's just, it's all about that hustling grind. Music has to be treated like a full-time job. And and you got to have a lot of faith. You have to have faith and you have to stand behind your work. When you put out music, you have to stand behind it. Yeah, you because gotta if, believe if you it. don't stand behind it, your audience won't either. Yeah. Okay? You got to have that And that's faith. why even if there's like a big catalog, I'll zoom in on like two three, or three song. yep. particular songs that I will just really, really continue to push, continue to push because I believe in it. Yeah. And I, and I just feel like it has that. This is going to make it. This is going to make it. <laughs> and you have, and you also, okay. So you only manage Sean Ice and his label and stuff. You oversee all that. Right. And then, but you have art, other artists. Yes. Who, under your publicist. Yeah, so I have acclaimed PR. And so some of the people that are under acclaimed PR is definitely Sean Ice and Third is Entertainment mm-hmm. for PR and for management. Um, Ross Slick is, you know, a long-term client of mine as well. I love, love, love him. He is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Great voice. Great. Yes. You can, he's, and he's, he's like right an at ABC the cusp. ABC song for me. Anything. And I'll never forget. Yes. So, <laughs> so he's, he's he's a great artist. Very, very um, I also have an artist named Juwan Antonio. Mm-hmm. He's like a godson to me. I, will, I get emotional when I talk about him. He's an R&B artist. Okay. My, be, my late best friend, that's her son. Okay. So definitely vested in that. Um, I also do publicity for Irish and Chin. Uh-huh. Um and I represent all of their brands. Okay. So that means World Clash. That means Sound Fest Vibes in the Park. 
that means uh, the Rumble series. Mm -hmm. um, there's just a lot of sound chat, radio. Now their newest thing is sound I see chat, that, yeah. radio live. I watch them all the time, girl. We yeah. watch them all the time. So a lot of, you know, all the things that fall under that umbrella are also are things that I take care of. Also Hush Weekend. So there's some people that are seasonal. I may not be their publishers year round, but. Oh, but you have them. Oh, okay. So you do do like yeah. seasonal work. As seasonal well. work. Yep. And I've, you know, also worked with um, Jamaica Music Conference. Mm -hmm. And um, we just, um, I just interviewed him recently. Oh, good. Quasi. Okay. Yeah. And then that also nice. through Irish and Chin, there's other artists that I've worked with in the past because at one point in time, I, Mr. I was Vegas like, was under the banner, mm -hmm. handled his publicity. Atana was under the banner. So there's just been a lot of work, a lot of different events, a lot of artists on the events, you know. And yeah. how do you juggle that with a full-time career, then your other full-time publicist, then your other full-time yeah. management, so just mom? Yeah, so really, um, life is about balancing. Life is about balancing and, and handling responsibilities. And so essentially nine to five, I go in mm -hmm. nine to five mm -hmm. and I work and I put the work in, I put the work in. But, you know, a lot of the other work comes in in the evenings. You know, I balance that between my son and, you know, the PR stuff. Um, also uh, weekends, a lot of holidays over the years. For many years, I was in Jamaica during Easter for Death Before Dishonor, which was mm -hmm. the world-class Jamaica. So that was like for a whole decade that I kind of gave up Easter. Mm -hmm. You know, um, for many years, Columbus Day, which is when world-class was traditionally held. So a lot of stuff is really weekends, holidays, evenings, and any side time I get outside of, you know, when I'm working. So that's how you balance it. So your son's used to it now. He's used to it. And I have to explain that things are work to him because he'll think that, oh, you're just playing online. Ah! <laughs> you're not, you know, you're just playing online. You're not, you know, this is not, I'm like, no, these things are work. This is also business. So he gets it. And he knows that I was coming to do an interview today. So he gets it. Yeah. And yeah. then you have, um, and then you go to the boat ride. So, okay, so welcome to Jamrock. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I'm not actually going this year, but Irish and Chin. With bougie on there, you ain't going? No, no. Oh, wait, it's not, is it this it year? It is this year. Oh, it's not next year? No, he's on it. Is it is, he's it's supposed a, to be yeah. on it this year. He's supposed to be on it oh, this I year. Oh, I thought it was 2020. No, I think it's 2000. I think it's, uh, girl, don't get me to lie, but I think girl, it's this year. <laughs> is it this year? Look, I think it's this year. Hold on, it if it's this year, nobody, somebody answer me, please. Okay. I don't know. I don't know which. Okay. Right. So how do you like doing that every year? Are you so, a part of that? So no, I'm not a part of Welcome to Jam Rock, but okay. I have also, and one of the things I didn't mention, I've represented Mighty Crown for many years. That's the who I'm Mighty, Mighty Crown is under the Irish and Chin banner. Okay. So that's what I thought. Okay. Lots of work with that. Lots of publicity, lots of PR endorsement. I was instrumental in their Clarks. They had a whole Clarks campaign and endorsement that was years ago, but they are a part of, they're I, under the Irish and Chin banner. So I that thought. means that they're a part of my responsibility as well. And they um, were clashing in the sound clash at sea and they won it three times. They became the three peat champions. So my involvement was publicizing, you know, Mighty Crown on, how on the cruise. Do, how do they feel with you? You have no Caribbean background. I don't. And you're a Yankee, so how do they feel about that? Like they've adopted you in? Or? So how does who feel? <laughs> you, um, Just the public, yeah. period. So I really don't think a lot of people knew that I was American. Oh, okay, okay. Right, okay. I, don't, I don't necessarily promote it with an American flag. I'm proud, I know. you know what I mean? But essentially, 
when you're in a certain environment or arena long enough, you start to get the respect that anybody else would get. Up up north is different from it here. Because here they're like, oh, you're not it's Caribbean, very, blah, it's blah, very, blah, blah. But up north, that's our thing. Like the, yeah, it's like the kind Caribbean of, is there. Like very much an influence. You. Now, so for South Jersey, there really weren't a whole lot of Caribbean people. Mm -hmm. You know, but really... One of my best friends, Philippa, took me to a dance hall as a freshman in college, and that was it. You, you know, fell in after love. After that, man. I fell in love, and I was like, "This is it." This is. And ah. then I kind of merged the journalism with it, uh -huh. and that's how it kind of went from there. But for a long time, I don't think a lot of people knew because uh, also before social know. media, my picture wasn't available. Oh yeah. So when I was sending stuff out, it's not like there were photos attached to it. It was just me, you know, sending stuff out. And nobody related to Caribbean entertainment and sound clash and people recognize the name flair, uh -huh. uh, but they didn't know my background. Cause again, that's before social media. That's true. You so know, and, and you weren't, who was putting pictures out? Like if I wrote an article or did a press release, I wasn't putting a picture. I was putting a picture of the subject, the subject matter. They would be included in it, but I wasn't included in it. So uh, I don't think a lot okay. of people knew initially. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but it's, I, I've studied the music. I've studied the entertainment mm -hmm. and also, been in the trenches they're, they're more so, friendly up north with that mm -hmm. than i noticed here they're like oh you're american blah blah so yeah it, it happens so but what? you know what <laughs> but but we're all african and yeah, so one of the things like, we have to we were all colonized i i say this all the time all the time and we're all african so essentially we're all descendants of slaves mm -hmm. most of us and at the end of the day a lot of black Americans lost their culture. It was very much robbed. Yeah. Um, and so the preservation of culture is really prominent in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. um, it's prominent in some parts of Central and South America. But so I think that for me, leaning towards Caribbean culture was just trying to have a connection mm -hmm. back to the Africa, yeah, essentially. And I think that's that's basically what it is we all have a natural inclination to want to be connected culturally mm -hmm. and so again there are elements of black culture that are still still around but a lot of african culture was preserved in the caribbean mm -hmm. you know whether it's via the maroons or whether it's via you know people who weren't maroons the culture things are still there even words so there's word patois words and patois that are african words mm -hmm that sometimes people don't even realize that, you know, they don't know the root of uh, a lot of stuff, but yeah. That's a, that's what I'm saying. You did, mm -hmm. you, you did your research on your history to find out like, Oh, I learned all about it. And so, because for me, particularly if you're writing about something or you're representing someone, you really want to fully understand, understand and that person. if you're covering a topic, you know, this is your beat. You can't just go put out an article and just not touch, only touch the surface. No, you, you have, have to know you, what you're talking about. Yep. You know, so you I tried to, I tried to, and I just, I love music. I also sing, not reggae or dancehall, but the bottom line is that I love music. And so. Oh, um, well, girl, you be doing acapella and shots. What you, girl, we got to go do karaoke. Hey. Girl, I'm a karaoke queen, honey. Don't Ooh, let me get the mic. <laughs> girl, get that karaoke, girl. Don't even do it. Don't no, even no, do no, it. No, yeah. I've been singing all my life, but yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. so okay, that's cool. But yeah, so I think that, most in the earlier days, people didn't know my background. Mm -hmm. And then in the later days, when they did find out my background, I think that I'd just been around better. for so long. It was just like, oh, whatever. She's doing her You job. know what I mean? It's not a disservice. You mm -hmm. know, it's, hey, it is what it is. She yeah. bit. So, because yeah. my cousin did inbox me and said, cuz, when did you become Jamaican? 
girl. Our family's from the South. Our family's from Alabama. What? Uh, Harlem. My mom from Harlem, originally mm -hmm. Georgia. The family. Dad, Alabama, originally, you know. Mm -hmm. But my mother never lived in the South, but her her relatives did. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she was like, cuz, when you become Jamaican? Teasing me and whatnot. And I was girl, like, okay, you know, you say, need to look, stop I, right now. I done got adopted. Hello. <laughs> they adopted me too. I'm like, Fred. honorary, honorary. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So we, so Flair, I must say, honey, in the last couple of years, I've watched you kind of go up and down. But I must say, now you are glowing something wicked. Thank you, girl. That's what you love are. does, honey. Yeah, because I, I remember you having a moment. <laughs> girl, we all have. When you deal with busters, you have moments. Yeah, Come you on, had, you had a moment, and I was like, wait a minute, is honey, going off online right honey, now? Honey, <laughs> when you when you deal with busters, honey, there's consequences. Yeah. We've all been there. Yes, we and have. And busters will take you out of your character, honey. They yes. they will take you out of your character. But you know what? Love prevails and love wins. And you, that's that's what happens. It so calms you down. Good. It makes you focus and it put things it puts things back in, into perspective. So So, so tell us about your new book. Cause I seen them oh. on live and you guys look so cute. <laughs> look, I'm all shy. Yeah, you're all right. Girl, you're stop it. Right. He's great. I've known him for a long time. Actually about twenty five years and Oh, you finally gave him a chance. Well, I didn't even think he was after me. You know what I mean? But it Don't was you like, hate well, that? Like, you know, like when you're homeboy and homegirl, you hang out, do this, do that. You know, it is what it is. You have a good time. Um, it just connected. Like a year and some change ago, we just connected. And it's just been great. Going well ever since. And it's it's happy. I'm happy to be happy. You look You know good. what I mean? I'm not cussing. I mean, I cuss people out, but it's not. No, you not to go off. Before I just be like, don't yeah. talk to Claire. Don't say nothing yeah, to her. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't have to go off about men anymore no because you know? yeah. you're happy you got that and i shouldn't have been going off then but i definitely don't have to go off now yeah. don't you don't you like when you finally find someone that appreciates you absolutely because a lot of times people present their false selves and you think you have someone on your team or someone's a cheerleader and this is you know we've all gone through this since of we course. were young of course. and then people reveal who they really are and it's really hurtful sometimes because you're left exposed, completely, you know, looking and you're stupid. thinking like, oh, I've known this person for a long time. You know, he supports what I do. But a lot of times, one of the things that happens is never get with a hater. Never. Get with a cheerleader. Get with someone that rallies around you and supports you and supports your dreams and supports your goals. Mm -hmm. And everyone has that. Yeah. Not everyone is everyone's cheerleader or supporter. That's and so, so I think true. a lot of the times it, when you're dating, you're looking for, you know, you're attracted to certain people and but they may not be attracted to you like that. That yeah, yeah. and it's they sad may when not you be, find out later. Yeah, they may not be attracted to you, you know, how that you're outspoken, that you're vocal, that you're educated, that you're successful. These are things that scare some people. Okay? And and they scare the opposite sex away sometimes. This yeah. is very true. So when you when you have someone that rallies around you. You stick with them and you rally around them too. Yeah. You know, when it just connects. Support. Exactly. Support, support, yeah. But my, support. I guess my word to all women is don't get with people who are jealous with you or, or who are haters who don't have your best interests. Yeah. They show you signs. They, they do, let you, you know. Them. Yeah, they do. We, you know, you just get to a point where you ignore, you really like someone or whatever. But, but at the end of the day, People, people show you who they are. They do. Yeah. So, Flair, tell us what do we have to look forward to you in the future? Do you have any, are you about to be branding out? You got some things up your sleeve? So, 
I can't really discuss everything because I'm, yeah, I'm still I'm still working. But essentially, my love is journalism. Mm -hmm. I love journalism and I love music. I hope to probably in the future come up with some type of magazine. Oh, or can I be on the face? <laughs> or something that really is very consistent with um, promoting music and entertainment. So something tangible that people can read and walk walk with, you know. So I haven't put all the pieces together because again, I'm like balancing a lot you're, of different you're, things. You're juggling. And I like to be available because I also consult people. You know, I consult as well. Yeah, I harass um, you. And I, it's it's fine, you know. I meant, I wanted to mention too, I'm working on a project with Beware. I can't talk a lot about that, um, but He's a dope are, dude. Yeah, he is, and he's very he dope. fortunately brings me in for assignments and tasks, you know, related to writing and PR, and so um, have he's some things very, cooking with him. He's very dope. That once we put the word out or have the official nod, and we can talk more about it. But so my writing skills and my PR skills kind of transcend into what you guys are working on, it, right? And they're they're not just related to music, you know, they are related to just anything. That's what they're up. applicable to any industry. That that's yeah. what's up. Like he's he's a really good link as well. Yeah, he's definitely one of my best friends. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. He's mm -hmm. he's dope. I like working with him. Yeah. So that was Flair. I want to thank you so much for coming thank out. Thank you for having me. Thank you to for asking all these great questions. Let me go back in the history oh, books. You know what I'm saying? Expose my age and whatnot. Hey, that was my two girl. Right. You, that was so time Right. And let me tell you, I want to tell you that you're doing a great job. Oh. I pay attention to you. I pay attention to all women in this industry. Oh, God. Um, you're great on radio. You have a great personality in real life and on radio. Thank so you. please keep doing what you're doing. I'm proud of you. Thank you yeah. so much. Mm -hmm. I'm trying, girl. I'm trying to be an inspiration to people. I'm girl, a, let I'm me trying, tell you I'm something. I'm trying to get somebody a story. You get, you're getting degrees. You have a great job. You're able to do radio. You're a mother. Of a lot of, of a kids. lot of children. A lot. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you are an inspiration. Thank so you. understand that. Yep. Thank you so much. That's You're for all welcome. the women out there that think you you Come can't on, do it man. with five kids. You be popping up you with degrees and this and that and all types of stuff. And I'm like, I have to give a she shout is a superwoman. To my team. My team is very I have such a support. I love team. it. And my I really husband. am enjoying this. That's right. My husband. Yes, I have honey. to give him the biggest love and dance hall, honey. Girl. Yep. Come on. The, but I love I, you I guys. Wish, I, wish, I, I wish Beware would come out with that, that, that saga. <laughs> but listen, I love you all as a couple. Oh, you guys are a you. power couple. We mm -hmm. are one of those, those loves that you would. I mean, I just brought him. I just saw him on Birdie's magazine, and honey, and I just brought a stranger from Jamaica. Didn't know him Listen, from nowhere. Let me tell you, it worked. It did, honey. It worked. He done chatted, chanted his way into you, girl. He done DJed but, his way to your heart, girl. No, I harassed him. I look. I told him when he came. I said, "We're getting married." He looked at oh. me like I was crazy because he originally, when he first came, he wanted to go home, and I said, "No, you no." Speak things into existence. I said, you can't go Speak home. Things we, into I said, existence. we can get married. <laughs> Look, I told him, I said, we can get married and you could just stay here. Listen, you speak <laughs> things into existence. You make it manifest. Words are powerful. Yeah. When you want something in your life, you claim it. He's such a good dude. Say and, it. And I thought it, I just didn't think I would be able, you know, like you, we never think you're going to be able to find love in such a, 
and in, in our age yeah our it happens age. it happens but you know what it, it, it's great and when you find it you hold on to it yeah and you know you keep it moving and it then and then good. talk to your girlfriends because you know what I, I needed people to talk to me when I was out there I making do. all types I of, tell them you can't you know you can't make people uh you got married on. people are also really good people to kind of talk to they'll they'll walk you through some of the things that have help their marriages sustain some of the pitfalls. And when you have friends that are willing to Listen. expose their vulnerabilities also, because here's the thing, there are a lot of fronters out there. A, a right? lot, a lot. And so a lot of people will have you thinking that they have the picture perfect relationship or marriage. And what happens is you have a false impression of what it is. Mm -hmm. You can't learn from something that's not real. So for those friends that are listening, for those people out there that have guided me along the way, I appreciate you. Of course. And I appreciate you for exposing your vulnerabilities and being candid because a lot of people hide stuff. And so that now you don't really, you can't get to the crux of it. It's not about being in people's business. Yeah. But it's just about teaching your friends or teaching other people. That's why we're so. And letting you that's know why what we're, works. That's why we're so public with our relationship. Yeah. So that people can see, like we do fight all the time. He go live all the time, girl. I can't stand it, girl. I be like, why is the house on live every five minutes? What is wrong? Got my baby on Vibe Cartel page and his dirty T-shirt. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but relationships have faults, and yeah. so one of the things about great relationships is just keeping it real. Yeah. You know, don't front. Keep no, it we, real, we don't. And, and you do things to make yourself happy and. If you can help other people along the way, whether it's professionally, personally, do that. Yeah. I'm not saying get people's business because you can't tell people what to do. I mean, I'm nosy. But if I they, but when them. they ask. Yeah. I don't just be like, oh, yeah. girl, what's going on? I'm you not offering. No, listen. Yeah. How many, how many situations <laughs> have you been caught up in with someone and their husband and their boyfriend and they did, and you just trying to be the good friend? Yep. And next I will, thing you I know, will never do that ever again. Girl, next thing you know, you're public enemy number one. You're girl. thrust into the position of public enemy number one. You better. So sometimes, Amen. yeah. Amen. So don't offer when it's not asked. Nope. <laughs> no, even if it's asked, mm -hmm. if you really move I cautiously. You, I do. Yeah. I said, if you really want my opinion, I'll tell you because you, you can't get out of a situation if you don't really want to get out. That's of it. right. And I just feel like at the age I am right now, I can't afford to make any more mistakes no. as far no. as relationships and mm -hmm. stuff go. I, feel I, I got kids looking. I don't have, I, you know, I, it's really hard for me because I have boys. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be looking at my mate like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to treat my right. woman. Because they'll uh, go copy it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, my, dad yeah. my dad cheated my mom like that, and she, and she dealt with it. So you, you yeah, got to deal no. with it too. First of all. No. No. What our kids see is, is what, what they, they copy. Do. Yep. So they either copy it or do the opposite. But the point is that we are the examples for our children. And yeah. so... Definitely, it's important that they see positive male role models mm -hmm. so that, you know, they can copy the behavior. Yep. You know, and so that they are productive when they get out into the world and they know how to treat a woman. Because here's the thing that's happening. We're dating products or in the past, we've dated people date products of the environment. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are learning behaviors from the, the men, the men that their mothers are with. Yep. Their dads who may not have been good role models sometimes. Or not even uncles. There grandfathers there's a lot of generational curses out there mm -hmm. so a lot of the times when you meet people they're wounded yeah so we're, we're looking for sometimes a perfect man you but find a that? lot of the times those men are products of what has happened in their household and so sometimes you really do kind of have to get to know people and mm -hmm. understand and teach 
Relationships sometimes are about teaching. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of learning someone's past. Very important. And, and if you can't get it from them, go ask questions of other people. Exactly. Because people sometimes will only disclose certain information. Yep. They're going to give, they're going to tell you what they want you to know. Yeah. And that other piece that's vital to your household and your lifestyle sometimes is missing. It's so. missing. And you're like, wait a minute. That's not, I, I didn't know about all of this. Yeah, so you sometimes you got to be a Barbara Walters or a Diane Sawyer. And sometimes you got, you got to ask questions. Some men, you got some men that was this way with one woman, but he's not mm. like that. Yeah, with because you. it's not fair to say that it's going to, he's going to be the same with everybody. Yeah, it's not. Because that level of respect that they have for that person mm -hmm. may be different than what it has for you. Mm -hmm. It's, it's an ego crusher when you see that a man can go in another environment and do what, but, but at the same time, it's reality. Yeah. People are different people sometimes based on who they're with. Yeah. It's not always cookie cutter, but then there are also people that practice patterns of behavior. This is you very know, So that true. happens too. It's like, it's double, you know, double edged sword. Yep. It know? is. So mm -hmm. I once again, Flair, I want to thank you so much. You know, much. I'm chatty Flair, girl. But, girl, yeah, but thank you for I having love, me. I love when people come on and chat and they don't mind and they're open to yeah, talk about Yeah, I'm open. I'm, you like know, I'm flawed. I've made mistakes. Yeah. You know, I've tried to, I try to do things the right way, but it doesn't always work out. Yeah. And I, and I just try to keep it real. You know what I mean? I love that. Thank I you. Love, I love that. I try mm -hmm. to keep it real as much as girl and, and sometimes, sometimes keeping like, it real goes bad yeah it goes bad sometimes sometimes i'll be like well let me you, you can you can lose some friends now you can lose some friendships a lot but yeah. at the end of the day like my bff told me she said they were never your friends in the first place if they can't come, take come on come, i need you to say it louder for all the people in the back who may not be able to hear yeah you. if i'm not your friend if i can't tell you the truth if i, if I don't come tell on. you the truth and if you want me to sugarcoat something don't ask me yeah don't right. ask me. You have to be able to receive You got to be able to receive that. And trust me, I, I was the person that had a hard time receiving critiques, constructive yeah. criticism, feedback. I am, the older I get, the more I'm open to it uh, because you want to hear. It'll hurt you your, it hear. hurts your feelings. I it always does. want, I'm nosy, so I always want to hear. But trust me, I'll go in the bathroom and cry and come oh, yeah. out and be like, Because okay. I was told, you don't listen. You cut people off. I yep. still cut people off, but I am trying to be a better listener. Yeah. I'm trying to be a better listener and not just make a whole conversation about me. Because sometimes you have to ask people how their day was. Mm -hmm. You know, because I had one friend, she's like, girl, you call me first thing in the morning with drama. And, and you haven't <laughs> even asked me if my picnic got, the, if my kids got to school yet, how's my day, how's everything going on in my new place. So I'm trying to take a step back. It's not all about you. Yep. We all have friends that are, they got a whole lot of things going on too. Ask them how their day is going. Did you get your coffee yet? How's your morning? How are the kids? How are they doing in school? You can't always start off conversations about you. That's and so true. I was guilty of that. Oh God, I was guilty. And so I've a friend of mine, a good friend of mine who is now, she got her JD, mm. mother of four, finished mm. law school last year. She was like, you can't be putting all that on ah. me first thing in the morning, honey. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes she said, "I see that phone. I would see you calling, and I have to send you the voicemail because I, I'm gonna need you to take it down, calm down a little bit because a lot of times you frustrated. You and your son got into it. Something happened. So I'm learning. I, I like people that help me understand. You you gotta ask about other people. You can't all. It can't always be about you. And also, other folks have burdens too. Yeah. Recognize before you call somebody and drop your burdens on them understand the burdens that they may be juggling too and just be mindful of that before you add to what they already have going on yeah yeah that's true that's why when i see a lot of people i don't i don't go out to 
uh, dance hall events much anymore because mm-hmm. I'm so happy in my home. That's, I know that's <laughs> I don't right. Really, I love party though. I love dance hall. Me too. I love clubs. It's, I love dressing an, up and looking pretty. It is. Listen, and I'm like, am I gonna be in there with a cane? Yep, I am. Rocking to the latest. Tour. I am. <laughs> like, am I gonna be that old chick with the cane? You know what I, I mean? Am. But it's like when you love music. It's going to draw you out. And so one thing I like about the Caribbean community is that it's all ages. Yeah. You know, in a lot of American communities, you can't be my age and go out. out. Nope, you can't. They're going to be like, oh, this cougar that came out. She tried to smack somebody's son (laughs) with that twisted wig. What's happening here? So I like the fact that with Caribbean communities, all ages ages. go out, you know. Um, So, yeah, I appreciate that part. Yep. Mm -hmm. When I go... A lot of times I, I don't say hi to people. I just, I'm very observant. That's the counselor in me. So when mm-hmm. I see people, I just give them a hug. Mm-hmm. You can tell by their post, they're hurting. There's a lot of hurt people. A lot. Yeah, there's a lot of hurt people. There's a lot. And, and basically the age of social media has become a resource for people when they're hurting. I think it's a good thing. It, it, it is a good thing. It only becomes a problem when you have careers Mm-hmm. that are very um, stringent mm-hmm. on the social media mm-hmm. or the type of information and the things that you put out. Um, and it becomes a problem when you're building a brand. You never know someone's pseudo-style. It, it, it just does it when you're building a brand and mm-hmm. you have a certain image and then you go put something out that's kind of crazy and just doesn't match your image. It's just certain things that we have to be very careful. But if you don't have those parameters you're not building a brand or your brand's not impacted by what you put out Mm -hmm. or you don't have a career path that is very protective over, you know, social media, then you can kind of pretty much do what you want. But um, I don't think that it should become our psychologists and psychiatrists. No, that's when you, but I do think that if this is a way that someone needs to get out what they're feeling out, you know, they may not want to burden their girlfriends with it. So they just put it out what they went through the day. I had, some, I had someone tell me, you, you know, you expose so much, you know, sometimes when you're going through stuff with your son, I said, you know, sometimes I want to hear other people's thoughts yep. and I can't, I don't want to call up nine and 10 people. It's not to tarnish myself or to tarnish my child, but I'm outlet. also, I'm not a fronter. Yeah. So a lot of times if I put something out there, it's real. Yeah. If I'm talking about cost of living in the DC area, if I'm complaining about certain things, these are real life situations. Let me not front and act like everything is perfect. No. You know, and I have one child. So for somebody that has more than one child that's been through certain things that I've been through, help me out. If you have some suggestions. So a lot of the times good suggestions and feedback come back. Okay. So I'm abusive. I snatched the throat and hit it up here. Oh, here Lord go. Jesus. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. We ain't doing that. I have I have ish, I have one that's very stubborn. My Sag is very he's very mm-hmm. stubborn. Very, Part of it's the sign. Me and him yeah. me and him clash a lot, but he he loves his mother. So if 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 I do get into it with him, it hurts every bone in his body that mm-hmm. oh my god, mom is yelling at me. Right. Oh my god, mom's really about to beat me. Oh my mm-hmm. god, what is going on? You handle it accordingly, and so there I is know. no real guidebook for parenting. It is. But I'm always open to suggestions from people because there are people that have been doing it longer than I have. And so, you know, I put certain things out there for that reason, you know, beat them, but oh shoot. Look at you. You're trying to get, (laughs) (laughs) don't bruise them, but beat them. Beat them. I have, I have, I have, we have a, me and my husband, we have a, a, he doesn't 
uh, we have a tough time with that set. Yeah. A lot. But he'll get through. And then the older they get sometimes, the little personalities change a little bit. So. I don't think this is going to change. It's okay. very nonchalant. Ooh. And it's, it's... I don't care. Yeah. Girl. He, yeah. If there's anything that drives me crazy... I don't care. It's the phrase, I don't, I don't care. care. Oh, you're just a mean mom. I don't care. Oh, you're a mean dad. What? What if my response? What if my response to everything was, "I don't care"? Yeah. Come on. Oh, you you need need that PlayStation renewal. Yeah. You know, you want that fold of the child, whatever you. Because my kid likes the thing. He's my son loves to eat. My son loves to eat. What if mommy said, "I don't care"? Yeah. It's time to pay that internet. I don't care. Oh yeah. (laughs) See, he wants the internet. He does the phone, but he's not. He's not a gamer. Oh, okay. He's not a gamer. gamer. Yeah, I have all my other ones mm-hmm. are gamers, but mm-hmm. not that one. That's right. Sag isn't. He's he's too busy being observant, watching everything you do. I know that's right. Okay. But he's a phone. He likes parody. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. He's a, start thinking about that career path for him. That I am can use those likes. Uh-huh. I think he's gonna do ma- uh, mechanical engineering. Right. Okay. He loves music, mm-hmm. but then again, he likes medical stuff too. Okay. Because he's not scared of anything. So. Nice. And he's very. So there's all types of possibilities there. All, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's... get him involved with STEM. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. STEM activities, you know, science, technology. You know, a lot of the schools have after-school activities and weekend activities. It's hard so when you you're can, working you parents. And... Also, you're in Baltimore. You're around John Hopkins. You're around mm-hmm. a lot of medical mm-hmm. institutions. And yes, yeah, so just keep keep that. Because anytime mind. I go through something medical, he's always the one right right even, there. Even Morgan State may have opportunities for they younger do, people. They yeah. do. So oh, it's a great institute to work at. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. HBCU, honey. Yeah. But yeah, just keep doing what you do though. So just to circle back, I'm proud of you. Keep this radio show up. Please have me back because I'm a chatty patty too. No, look, chatty, <laughs> you gotta come anytime you're ready. Come back if okay. you're. If you got new artists you want to bring through, right. if, if you guys are breaking a new song, okay, anybody, y'all can come back. I, I appreciate the back. love and thank you because you guys are great here. Um, you've had Ross Slick, you've had Sean Ice, you've had Thirdus Entertainment. So I'm very grateful for this platform, and I think that the platform is very much needed. So yeah. thank you, mm-hmm. thank you so much. So thank you guys for listening to the Let's Chit Chat Show at. Oh, Bobette is commenting like crazy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Shout out to everybody on my live right now. Tune in hey, to Claire Lindsay. Yes, she's an HBCU graduate. Holla. Yes, she's here. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And can you please tune in next week? We will be here in the building. And I will have Claire Lindsay back on. Make sure you look out for her online on Facebook. Tell them your social media names. So my social media is at Flairstar. That's my IG. And on Facebook, I'm Flair Lindsay. Okay. And yeah. she does. And a claim PR. It'll come up as a claim PR also on IG. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you do take new clients. I and- do. It, de- I'm, it depends because I am a little selective. Oh, good. I'm you know, people you have to have a vision and concrete plans. A lot of the times um, I've talked to people in the past that were really all over the place and I really want to help them, but it's hard to put together a plan and to work things out when they're not quite sure what direction they're going in. So I always invite people to come back after they get certain things in place. Yep. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. So we'll be back. You guys tune in next week, Saturday at 4 PM. All right. Little more everybody. All right. (laughs)